Welcome, YouTube creators, to the Tube Labs podcast, because you can't experiment enough or talk too much YouTube. Welcome to the Tube Labs podcast. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's great to have you here. I'm so excited. We have a number of good shows developing, and actually, this show is going to be good for you, too, as we wrap up 2019. It gives us the opportunity to review review our channel. So I'm going to ask you some questions that you may want to think about as it relates to your channel. Now, some of these questions most certainly will be familiar because as we know, there are some foundations to growing a YouTube channel, managing a YouTube channel. And we're going to review a lot of those things in this show. Next week is going to be a a fun show, I think, because I'm going through the interviews from my guests, and I'm pulling out those nuggets, those gems that maybe you missed or maybe you forgot about, and I'm putting them in one podcast. Now, speaking of gems, we have an excellent guest to kick off 2020, and there is a gem in that podcast that I want you to hear, and it is so important that I actually stopped in the middle of my interview with Nick Nimmin and told everybody, rewind and listen to what Nick just said. And it's about the last third of the interview. And it's already edited and queued up, and it will be launched on January 6th. So we have two shows. We have this show. The next show is kind of the highlight show of the guests. Unfortunately, Nick Nimmin will not be in that show. He'll be in the 2020 show, I'm sure, but we will have people such as Owen Video, such as Brian G. Johnson, as well as Danielle Battelle and Dan Courier, among many others. And I'm really looking forward to it because pulling out each, you know, the neat thing about having guests is that each time it hasn't failed yet. Each guest has at least one nugget that you can grab onto and say, wow, you know, I may not have heard or even thought about it that way before. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we hear things, but we're not ready to hear them. There are many things that I know about my YouTube channels as I grow my YouTube channels. I knew them, but, and I heard of those best practices but I wasn't ready for them yet. So it may be true where you are in your YouTube channel, you've heard of a number of best practices and you get it, you understand it. However, you weren't ready for that information. And if you've been doing this for a while, maybe six months, a year, a few years now, you know exactly what I mean. You've heard of a best practice that can tweak your channel in one way or another And maybe there are times in which you implemented it, but then let it go. But then there's a point and we're like, oh yeah, I really need to do that. And then you saw the effects because you were ready for it. It needed to be a best practice or a concept or even a philosophy that needed to be implemented after you learned how to do some other things well. Before I get into the questions that maybe you should ask yourself heading into 2020. I want to review some of the news and some ideas that I've been reading online related to YouTube. One thing I think 
we should be thinking about is again how many different ways people are starting to or or do not just starting but have been watching our videos and the fact that in some cases in many cases people watch most people watch on a small screen and a lot of us have adapted to that however and as we know YouTube has increased the size of the thumbnails on those smaller screens which is helpful However, there's also an increase in the number of people who are watching YouTube on a large smart TV. And that includes my household. I go downstairs and YouTube is on and they're watching it on a huge television set. And so, I mean, I, 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 I don't even want to think about people seeing my face that big on my thumbnails. I don't know about you, but for me, it's horrifying, absolutely horrifying. Yet that means I need to be thinking about the quality and production moving forward. And so always thinking about how we can improve. Uh, one of the things that I have done is I've bought some new lavalier mics that I'm using for video for clients. And actually, that's why I pulled the trigger, because I have some video projects coming up over the next six months that I need to work on. And I needed some new lavalier mics, some wireless ones. And I think I'm going to start using them on some of my videos. I think that might be very helpful. Just again, trying to one-up my game with each video. Hey, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who is involved in the teamtrees.org, if you wish to go donate, uh, to plant 20 million trees I'm very proud, as many of you know, to be have been a part of that. I was one of the creators that launched a video on that Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock. I believe it was Eastern and maybe noon Pacific. And it, it was an amazing time, a moment, feeling like, wow, can we do 20 million? Now, l let, me, let me certainly be very frank about this. My video played a very, very, can I even make it a smaller... <laughs> amount role in the overall. I was there rooting in spirit. My video was part of it. People watched my video and that was wonderful. And But just to watch us go from zero before it was even launched to 20 million and now it's over 20 million trees. It just shows you what the YouTube community can do. And for me, Mr. Beast by far is the YouTuber of the year. There, there's, I mean, there are obviously some people who have done very well. There's some big conversations about some big YouTubers who've done unique things this year. But the ability to show the giving power, not just the financial, not just the crazy antics, not just the consumer or making more money power of YouTube, which is there. However, being able to show the good side of people on YouTube, people on the internet, that, that's much harder work to get to the point where you can create and craft something like that where such big names got involved and coordinated all this. I mean, and big players had to support. He didn't do it alone. Let's be perfectly right out there. He did not do it alone, but he spearheaded it. And amazing work. So again, YouTuber of the year, in my opinion, hands down, Mr. Beast. And for those of you who don't know, his real name is Jimmy Donaldson. Great work, Jimmy.
Hey, who was your YouTuber of the year? Let me know in the comments over at thetubeblog.com. YouTube has been updating a number of features in Studio Beta, and I don't always report on all of them. But one that was worth noting, especially for me and my, for my channels, I mean, my main channel has 130 playlists in it. And sometimes you need to be able to search through those playlists. And that option is either rolled out or being rolled out. And so that is a big thumbs up as far as I'm concerned, because when you have a lot of playlists or videos, being able to search and find them when you want to make updates or review stuff, it really is important. Okay, let's talk about the questions that you may want to ask yourself as you're wrapping up 2019. I did a test over the last couple weeks just seeing what I needed to do going into 2020 with my channels. I started uploading a few more tutorials on my Rosh Media channel, which is a very small channel, literally has under 20 subscribers and very few videos related to that channel, specifically at least the focus, which will be Google and Google marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, YouTube related stuff. And so, but it's tutorial style. And, and I put up a few and hey, people are finding this. It's more of a search channel. And I put up a few based off of maybe little issues that I have had. And, you know, sometimes that's the best way to create a video like that, especially in the tutorial side of things, is if you had a problem doing something, then chances are somebody else is having the same problem. And that's what I didn't. Actually, one of my videos is doing pretty well just because of that. And so it really shows that, you know, the tutorial search stuff is still important. And it also gives me the opportunity to connect my multiple channels, especially my my combination code channel with that channel, kind of making them peer channels to work together. Because as we know, multiple channels working together can be very beneficial. I've also been testing different styles of videos to see how I want to take my other channels moving forward. And this is a good time of year to do that. And I think I will have a daily video on the combination code and then one or two on the photography business channel, and then the Rosh Media channel, which are the Google-style tutorials, Google-related topics. So I think altogether they will do very well. But this has all come about from me just thinking about this question for you, and that is, who is your audience? And you know you've heard that before, but seriously, who is your audience and what do they want? There are two ways to approach YouTube creating YouTube videos for you in which you will get the result of that unless you have a large number of people who really like exactly what you like or making videos for them. And making videos for them tends to be a more, more of a winning strategy. Niching down, getting, getting your niche totally set, understanding what it is that they want. I want to share with you progress that I have made because it very well could help you if you are struggling to. So when I started my channel, I started with the combination code where I am today. I've gone back and forth, up and down, and it was really designed for my next book, my fifth book for the combination code. Needless to say, I've not written that fifth book, and it's been a number of years since I've written my last book. I think it was 2013. So it's going to be six years by the end of this year that I haven't written a new book. 
I have time. I have plenty of time to do so when it's right. However, I've been going all over the place, like we've discussed before, different topics, and then trying to narrow it down, say, okay, marketing, people who are looking for marketing stuff, everything is marketing related. And that's okay, that, that's going to work. And then I've had other things which, oh, okay, it's this related. It's usually more related to the search. My change that I have made over this time and really coming out of VidSummit into this year and thinking about it, specifically, I created the photography business channel for photographers because I have a community of photographers who follow me and follow some of the advice that I share with them, and especially on pricing. But who's my audience for the combination code? Well, generally, small business people, or they could be professionals, or you know, maybe creative professionals. And that's an area that I had focused on on my podcasts. And, and, I, and I often would say, okay, yeah, photographers, but creative professionals as a whole, but people aren't looking for it. They don't say, oh, I'm looking for stuff for creative professionals. I, or even professionals, or even small business people. Generally, when someone is independent and needs business advice, they're looking for stuff for entrepreneurs. And yes, that is a big overall general target audience. However, it's an audience. And I can narrow things down a lot and answer questions for entrepreneurs, related to entrepreneurs, that people are not answering, that are being searched for, or similar types of topics. So I, I we, we've had conversations, and I'm in a mastermind group with some uh, YouTubers, and the conversation came about of, so well, why don't you focus in on creative entrepreneurs? Because that's certainly an area that I would definitely relate to, but I thought about it and I thought, you know, but that's going to niche down too much. I mean, that, that's the right idea. It's the right idea of niching down a lot and, and really focusing. But the thing is, I have something specific for entrepreneurs, which is the concepts around the combination code and finding your own unique success combination. And people who are interested in that, who are entrepreneurs, will follow and do follow my channel. So instead of focusing on the things that I do, I'm focusing on who is that audience. And they are entrepreneurs. And yes, I could cut it down more, but I didn't, I didn't want to do that. I really just want to say everything I do, every title is going to have and does and has had recently the word entrepreneur in it. I was watching a series of videos and actually, I ended up just listening to the videos as they went from one video to another from a creator in the SEO industry that I enjoy watching. And he would go through his, his topic and then go on to another SEO topic. And I would listen and I was enjoying it. And I knew I couldn't do that with my videos. And we've talked about that. And I ask you that question. Can you do that with your videos? Will people, the same people, want to watch one video to the next to the next. Would they really? Could they just put it on autoplay and watch your whole channel? And so if I say this and this for entrepreneurs or this related to entrepreneurs, everything is related to an entrepreneur. Here's one more thing to think about, entrepreneur. And that seems to be working out. 
because now it's a lot easier, in my opinion. And so far, I think in the data, although we are in a slow time of the year for me, but I think that's going to work, that people can watch one to the other to the other consistently. And I do notice, and this is one thing you can notice, if your channel is small and you have a new video out, maybe you uploaded your new video, take a look and see if your recent videos are also getting additional watches. So let's say you have a new video and you upload it and maybe your previous video only had 20 views or 50 views, okay? Now you upload your new video, now that video before has 21, 22, 23 views. That's a good sign. And if more than that, if your last three or four videos actually have additional views, that's a good sign. That means people are actually watching more of your videos. You're, they're able to go from one to another. I know this was a long way around getting into this whole idea of that question. Who is your audience? And maybe you should turn things around. Not so much related to what you do. And I've I've focused on social media. I've focused on, uh, I mean, let me, let me say this. I mean, as I've said before, if I focused on Facebook alone in the beginning under the tutorials, because that's what my data said, that's where I would have had the most luck and the easiest path to success. I just wasn't willing to do it. But these were Facebook people. My audience are people, if I would have gone that route, people who enjoy Facebook. However, where I failed was when I said marketing. Well, there's too many areas of marketing. And the same goes for social media. Someone who is watching my video on search engine optimization really may not care much about my thoughts on Facebook or information on Facebook. And maybe somebody who watches a video on LinkedIn may not care about Twitter. So being able to make it easy to go from one to another. So if that audience says, oh, Although they may be different topics, they're geared for me. So if you are looking at Facebook as your thing, then look, everybody related to Facebook. You could go into Facebook general, or you could niche down into Facebook pages and everything about Facebook pages or Facebook groups. However, if you did decide to do everything within Facebook, you're really not going to hurt yourself too much because they're all related people who are into Facebook are into that community. Same with Instagram, YouTube, and so forth. And so, yes, you need to look for that audience. But if you just said, I'm after business people, well, that's an audience. But now you need to look and see, are people identifying themselves as business people or business owners or small business owners? Do they search for things related to a small business owner or a independent professional? But they may say, look, for accountants, for lawyers, for doctors, for plumbers, for homeowners, for apartment renters, for car owners, for specifically Ford car owners or Honda car owners. See what I'm saying? The audience, who are they? And will they, not only who are they, but do they identify themselves under that heading? Which is an area that, remember when I said it takes a little longer, you know it, but sometimes it takes a while for you to hear it 
and understand it or be ready for it. That's where I am in this process. Now, you may not be at that point yet, or maybe you are. Maybe this is a aha moment for you. Thinking about asking you that question in 2020. Who is that audience and really getting to know them? And I got to get to know them even better than I do because I have to continue now to create videos for those folks and see which ones do they latch on to and which ones do they seem to really feel that I have expertise in. It doesn't matter what I think I have expertise in. What do they trust me? How do they trust me with which expertise and what is it that they're craving? What is it that What information do they need? So that was the biggest section in terms of the questions. And I know it was a long section, but it's probably probably the most important section for you to think about as you review 2019 going into 2020, understanding your audience at such a level. And I still have work to do. We always have work to do, but I think that's really important. Now, st- let's step back and look at our channel as a whole. Do we need to update our banner? Remember, a lot of times people will judge us based on our banner. Do you go to YouTube channels and look at the banner and maybe even look at the trailer? and see? Now, maybe not everybody really looks at the trailer, but people will judge you quite a bit from your banner. Banner, Do you need, to, need a refresh? I'm always looking to refresh and update and improve what I'm doing as it relates to my banners. I often do them myself, but I do recommend that if you can hire a graphic designer and many people would say that to me too. (laughs) It's true. Yes, I get it. However, I do know I am a professional photographer, so I do have some good work to deal with. I mean, I have good imagery at least, um, good photography. So it's, I'm not throwing up blurry pictures from a party. I mean, I, I feel like I have good quality imagery, but are there things I need to tweak and improve? Absolutely. So looking back and seeing where are those areas that people are going to get a first impression from you? And that very well may be your, your cards, understanding what, look, what's your branding? Do your cards match your header? Your, your YouTube header, and is there any branding elements on that card, that that thumbnail that people would recognize as your identity? So they would be more inclined because they, they enjoyed the last video. They would click on the next video because they saw yours in the lineup and suggested and said, oh yeah, I, I, I like these videos. And they recognize some element. Maybe it's a combination of colors. Maybe it is a logo. Maybe it's a specific style. There are a number of things that it could be. The next question is, why are you making these videos? Be honest with yourself. Why are you making these videos? What do you want to get out of this? This is not the easiest social media platform. You may have a easier time on LinkedIn, maybe on Twitter or Pinterest or Instagram. However, the connection that you earn from that audience is so powerful on YouTube that if you do it well, you can do really well. Now, some of us want to be internet famous. Is that what you want, to be internet famous? Well, YouTube can do that for you if you do a good job and have something that the audience wants. Do you want to sell more? Is that your goal? 
you want to sell more? Well, then there are different approaches to this, creating good, maybe tutorial style videos related to your industry and maybe advertise those videos on YouTube. Put a little money behind it as part of your advertising. Get your videos in front of the right people in your community specifically. Did you know that you can do that? You could actually create a video that maybe answers a question or introduces a topic and you are or your company or your service has the product or service, which is the solution, but you are only advertising to the people in your community. Maybe you do YouTube for the reason that I do it. My idea, my thoughts behind it, is to develop my expertise in the areas that I have specialties in. And I have written books on social media. I have had the opportunity to develop a good position within the photography industry. I have a successful agency which focuses these days mostly on Google-related products and services, SEO, pay-per-click, and, and YouTube. And so I want to build that. That's part of even this podcast, building my expertise under the YouTube banner because I have clients who need support on YouTube and understanding YouTube better is an important part of that. And sticking my flag in the sand, say, hey, I have a podcast over here to support people with YouTube if they have questions. And it also gives me a little more of credibility when it relates to YouTube and prospective clients. And hey, you know, there is nothing better than the opportunity to one study YouTube and report back to you, but even better, interview people such as Brian G and Owen Video and Daniel Patel and Nick Nimmin coming up in just a few weeks, and many more, such as Herman Drost, as we talked last week about playlists, or Nico Kaminsky and his Morning Fame platform to help YouTubers find good possible keywords in tracking what is working and not working on their videos. So more importantly, back to you. Why are you creating YouTube videos? And be honest with yourself. Is it the money? Do you want to make money? Well, you may not make a lot of money through AdSense, but if you get a good core audience, there are many other ways to make money because of YouTube. That audience is valuable and people are willing to sponsor or promote or you can collaborate with people in ways that can provide income to you. But that takes a lot of hard work. And this is something that you you just you don't just put up videos. It's very rare that someone can just throw videos up and then go make a lot of money. It, it's really tough. You need to have a bigger plan behind that. So what? What is your plan in 2020? Have you not started yet? Well, if you have not started yet, then you need to start in 2020. And let me tell you something. If your plan is to say, okay, I'm going to try it for, say, a month or two or three months and see how it goes, don't bother. Don't bother. It's not a one-month, two-month, three-month plan. This is, this is a year, two years, three years. That's where I am. I'm three years in, and I had uploaded 100 videos before I got serious from when I started my channels way back in 2006. 
I've been creating, I created my first, first vlog, I called it a V-blog, back in, I think it's 2007 or 8. And I've had different points along the way of how serious I took it, but it wasn't until November 2016 when I really got serious. So, are you getting really serious in 2020? And how many videos are you going to create? Have you been creating once a month? Well, if that's what you've been doing, you need to start thinking about at least once a week. And even better, probably twice to three times a week. And maybe you need to step back and look at your channel and decide where you are in terms of your schedule and can you create more. Now, creating more doesn't mean you're going to be more successful, but it does give you more of an opportunity in having more videos that can be discovered. So I, I would recommend that if you can plan on one more video than you're doing now, you're probably going to be better off. Now, if the quality of those videos goes down, then the answer is no. If, if the quality of your videos overall go down because you're doing more, maybe you need to take a step back and ask yourself the question, should I be doing fewer videos? Maybe you're doing a video every single day. Maybe pairing back to three videos a week would be better because you could create higher quality videos that might go further than your daily videos. Maybe you need to bring it back to once a week. Everyone's different and it all depends on the audience and where you are. Sometimes we need to look at 2020 and say what PewDiePie just said, I'm taking a break. I'm taking a break. I need to take a break. And some YouTubers have done that just fine and came back out of the gate doing great. Look at Brian G. Johnson. He came out of the gate in 2019 and he has in his hand a silver play button. And some, some people have gold. And it's because they took a break. The mental health thing is a real issue. I took a two-month break around VidSummit because I needed to get my head around how I was going to approach it. And then I started doing some tests and that's what I've been doing. And now I'm going to take a break until the end of the year. I went three weeks posting continuously and now I'm taking a break to the end of the year because I'm still gonna record, but I'm gonna kick off the new year focused, knowing what I need to do. And actually, because I'm taking this break, I'm gonna get a little ahead of the game. So the pressure is not on and I can do what I need to do to create a successful channel. So are you doing what you need to do to create a successful channel? Are you really stepping back? And if you have trouble stepping back and being critical of your work, taking a look at those thumbnails, taking a look at your headlines, taking a look at the topics that you are creating, the topics that you're creating for a specific audience, do they match up? And if you have trouble, Talk to friends and family and have them look at your videos. Now, some are going to say it's all great no matter what. Push them aside and say, thank you. I appreciate that. Where, where's somebody going to be honest? Who, who's that honest person in your, maybe you have a sibling that would be more than happy to be as honest as they could possibly be. And, and if that's the case, go see them and let them tear it apart and just sit there in silence. And when they're done and they're laughing, 
And it may not be because it's all true. They just, they could just be that person that would just love <laughs> just saying mean things. That's, that's fine. Cause there's going to be little hints of truth in there. And, and sometimes, Hey, if you've been on YouTube long enough, you got to have a thick skin. There are people who love to rip you apart. So if it's friends and family, I'm sorry, but sometimes we have to let them kind of get in there and see their reaction and see how they react. If they're watching your video and then about two minutes in, they start kind of scrolling around and look really bored. They may not say anything bad, but those actions will tell you a lot. The next question to ask yourself, yes, we do need to focus on our audience, but are you willing to take the time to dig in to the YouTube studio? No longer beta, YouTube studio. Get in there and understand those analytics and understand where your traffic is coming from. What kind of a click-through rate are you getting from your suggested traffic versus your browse traffic versus your search traffic? Did you know those are different algorithms? that are putting your videos in front of different people? Which is your strongest? How are they doing? Where should you focus? How is your click-through rate overall and for your recent videos, your last 10 videos, what is that click-through rate? And can you do better and what can you do? Ask yourself these questions. What can you do to improve that click-through rate? And it has to do with the topics, it has to do with the title, and it has to do with the thumbnail. And then, how can you get people to watch longer? Have you listened to the podcast on the 70-50 rule? How are you going to get people to watch through the first minute of your video? And how are you going to get 50% of those people all the way to the end? What can you do to improve that? Ask yourself these questions. Now ask yourself these questions and start digging. Questions you're wondering about your channel, start digging into studio. And you know what? Many of those questions will be answered. Did you know that you can see what percentage of the people who have subscribed to your channel have clicked the bell icon? Yeah, we want people to click on the bell because those are the people who actually get notified when you upload your video. Well, you can find that in YouTube Studio. So many questions. And as Herman Drost mentioned, and, and I think I've even mentioned a number of times, we're hopeful. They've been promising this for years, so we can't really count on it. But boy, wouldn't that be great if they would give us the A-B testing of our thumbnails. Now, if you have TubeBuddy, it's available there. You can do that. And quite often we suggest don't do it in the beginning because it could really mess up with some algorithm stuff. But down the road, if you're still getting some traction on some videos, if it's a dead video, maybe, maybe not. You may not be able to revive it. Dead video, meaning it really is just not getting any more views. But if you have a video that's still getting some views, well, then maybe you can increase the number of views and kick that video into higher gear by testing your thumbnails. Again, thumbnails are so important. And they'll actually let you test headlines too, as well as descriptions. Did you know that? 
Yeah, you can do that in TubeBuddy. Most people just think about it as the thumbnail, but you can actually test headlines as well. Only do one at a time. Don't don't test thumbnail, headline, and descriptions and so forth. You don't want to change that up all at once because you won't know which is the thing. And that's the key to A-B testing is you, you only change one thing at a time because 50% of the people see one thing, 50% see the other thing, and if you change more than one thing, what was the thing that made it work better? And so that's what's really important. This is the Tube Labs podcast, so we're all in on testing. And so ask yourself questions coming into the new year and start testing and trying new things, new ways of creating your videos, new topics for the audience that you have identified. You can do this in 2020. It is hard, but you can do this in 2020. Take these next couple weeks, retool, start thinking about experiments, start looking at topics, go through your vidIQ account, go through your TubeBuddy account, go through your Morning Fame account to maybe use the benefits that those tools offer you brainstorm ideas with friends, have people look at your videos, start looking into your analytics to understand what is really going on. Next week is going to be an amazing show. I'm going to share some of the nuggets that hopefully you caught during my guest's appearance here on the Tube Labs podcast. And I'm going to share a little bit of commentary around the comments to make sure that we can get a full rounded knowledge of what they were saying when they said what they said. So it's going to be a great show. So check that out next Monday. And I'm just as excited for our January 6th show, which of course is Nick Nimmin. Thank you all. Thank you everyone who has been listening to this show, whether you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or Spotify, wherever you find this podcast and have found it, thank you. I really do appreciate it. We have grown so much. We're not even a year old yet, and this show is growing at such... If you could see the graph, it's it's you, and you are... You know, I, I just I just appreciate it so much. So if you haven't already, please, if you have a friend who is trying to grow a YouTube channel, please let them know about the Tube Labs podcast. You can always send them over to the tubeblog.com, which is the home location of this podcast. And of course, I have some articles which I regularly update, such as really good YouTube educators that maybe you want to watch. I have a whole list of them, YouTube educators, well as podcasts that people who want to grow a YouTube channel could listen to beyond this podcast. You can find all that over at thetubeblog.com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next. The Tube Labs podcast is hosted at thetubeblog.com.